Well, hey, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Uh, my name is Chaplain Tony Repic, and I'm here at Biddle Air National Guard Base in Horsham, Pennsylvania, and this is the studio. If you're looking on through video, you'll see we have a little studio set up here, and uh, we're going to kind of improve this as we move forward and having some engaging discussions and centered around th- this concept. As I mentioned in a previous video to, uh, to the folks here at our wing, but to the greater audience, the, this podcast is called The Balance because we're looking at these four areas of life that make us whole, our mental, social, physical, spiritual health. And so every topic that we do, every guest we bring in, we're going to have good discussions about something in that realm so that we can be successful in life and we can have fulfilling careers. And um, today, I'm excited about the guest that I have here with me. And um, he's a 12-year-old young man. He's one of my favorite people because he's my son. This is my son, Caleb. I got him in the studio today. I think he's excited to be here. He's going to share some perspectives and and give some resources and tools and ideas as a 12-year-old, not only for 12-year-olds or young people that have moms and dads in the military and how to be successful through deployments and through challenging, difficult times because of what we do, but also for, for parents, for um, service members for their, their their families because what we do is pretty unique. And sometimes we don't understand what it's like to be a, a, a young person and just what they're thinking through as mom and dad is preparing to deploy or to do some mission or go away to a school. So again, think about in your, your the whole life here. Uh, what can you put in your toolkit? There's a whole bunch of things we could be thinking of here, but mainly this is a, a podcast opportunity to sit down with like I said, a young person, <clears throat> learn their perspective and have conversation with them about what it's like to deploy, how to prepare, what, what does a 12-year-old go through. So, you know, without further ado, here's my guest, um, my son Caleb. I wanted him to just quickly introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about what you like to do, how old you are, which I already said, but how old you are and maybe your favorite subject in school. All right. Um, hello, my name is Caleb. I'm 12 years old. I like to do many things. I like to play outside. I like, I like sports. I, like, I play floor hockey. I like to game, and my favorite, my favorite subject in school would be history. History, nice. What what era of history do you Probably like? Probably the Cold War. The Cold War. With the USSR and the NATO allies and everything like that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of knew that, but I like hearing you talk about it again. So, yeah, so, you know, Dad just came back from deployment a few months ago, and um, as, as I was talking to you, telling you about this podcast and um, I think I asked you, but you were interested immediately in wanting to take part in this conversation to help other people out, right? And so I think it, we were we were just, just having some basic conversation about, hey, you know, how, how did you prepare? And I, I don't think I ever really took a step back and um, even in the middle of the preparation time or leading up to going overseas, ever really asked you like, hey, how are you, how are you processing this? You know, sometimes as adults, we just Think a kid thinks kid things, and that's it. So let me first uh, ask this question. Um, as the point was happening, we knew it was coming, right, for a few years. How did you prepare for the deployment yourself? Well, really, honestly, the best thing that helped with me is ta- was talking about it with my dad and my mom. And just, like, trying my hardest to set up things during the time he, during the time he was away to distract me from why he's away 
hmm. and how long he'll be away for, and just try to hold me over until he comes back, and basically just put your mind on something else. Interesting. So, were you were you thinking about that's that was going to be your strategic approach whenever I whenever I was gone, or you know as, as you're preparing, you don't know you don't really don't know what it's going to be like without dad until dad leaves or without mom until mom leaves, right? I know you've been through a deployment when I was uh, or when you were two, maybe like two or three, right? And a few times I went what's called TDY temporary duty to places in the in the U.S. for a month here, a couple months there, right? But six months is a long time, and, and, you know, from two, the developmental stage now that 12 years old was way different, right? So were you were you thinking about, hey, I, I got I my life is going to, I'm going to have to change some things before I left? Oh, yeah. I, I was I was worried that, that just my way of life would be totally different. And I'm not a person of change. I'm mm. not the biggest fan of change. I hate change. So with a big... It changed, my life changed drastically, and it was, it was hard leading up to when he, when he was deployed, but, you know, you just gotta not think about it. Hmm, okay. So, yeah, you mentioned about, um, trying not to think about it, so I have a question for you, did you, because you, you kind of expressed this to me at some point, were you, were you a little afraid or fearful for, for my safety and even maybe for yours without me being home? Yeah, I was very safety. Uh, I was very um, concerned about your safety because at the time you were in uh, you were in the Middle East, and that was at the time when the Taliban was taking over Afghanistan again, and they had crude missiles and hmm. and they were in the what is it the Yemen the Houthi were getting control and they had also yeah. had crude missiles and they were firing over. And I was just scared that something could happen like that. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, so those are those fears that you have and thoughts that you have. And, and so at 12, you probably knew some of that was going on around the world just because why? Just because, you know, you're older now mm. and you have access to technology. Ah. And you can, you can physically look up stuff about yeah. certain countries, what's happening around the world. You can look at news sites. It's just when you're older and you have technology, you're, it's more free, but sometimes being that free and having that access isn't the best wow. for you. So as, as a parent or let's say even, you know, um, as an aunt or uncle that has, has a, you know, young, a younger child or a, you're not even really young, but, you know, someone that um, can get online and look things up. Sometimes we think as adults – Hey, these kids, they're not going to understand it, so we won't talk about what's happening in other parts of the world where, where we're going to end up. But what I think I hear you saying is that you're savvy enough and you understand technology enough that you can go and do some of your own research if you know where mom or dad's kind of even sort of going. It doesn't have to even be the specific place, right? So as an adult, we probably should be a little what, maybe more proactive at talking through what it looks like where we're going as well, Right? Because if we if we don't if we try to pretend maybe as an adult and I'm asking you this question if we pretend as an adult oh don't worry about it I'm going to be safe I'm going over into this this country and we let a 12 year old um, and you know your brother was was 10 at the time I deployed you guys can go online and look look these things up and you might get more fearful if you see something in a country going on where you think mom or dad's going to is it was that is that a, is that a correct assessment I think so yes but. 
honestly, for younger children who don't know how to, you know, use and navigate technology, the best, I feel like the best thing for them is to, is to, of course, let them know you're going on deployment early. Just don't let them know, like, where what's happening there, because if they think, oh, a bunch of people with guns are coming to where, or going where daddy's going, where mommy's going, it's, it's, it's going to be... Very, very hard on them, even if they're younger. Younger people still have feelings. They're just not as, you know, um, grown up or as mature. But for the older kids, they, or for anybody older, you can just literally go to Google, search up what is happening in the Middle East. And hundreds of things will come up. Bombings, missiles. Sure. Active shooters. Right. And it's just... So, so what you're saying is, you know, you don't, we don't need to get detailed, but we probably need to give a paint a picture. Yes. So that way, you're you're like, hey, this is this is where I'm going. I'm going to be safe because I'll be surrounded by security forces teams and whoever else is in the area, right? But not to not to pretend that I'm not going to maybe a a, a potentially dangerous spot as well, right? Because um, you could find those things out. So that's an interesting pr- perspective. Um, so. You mentioned during the deployment to me that, you you know, first of all, before we get to what you did during deployment, you and you're in a unique situation because you, you were the oldest boy left behind, right? I mean, your brother's 10, there's you, your sister, and obviously mom. Did you feel a little more responsibility of being a being a boy or being wanting to be the man or whatever in the house, um, if that makes sense? Was there any pressure on you? I, I don't think – I was not – I wasn't – I feel like I was pressuring myself. No one was pressuring me. Okay. Yeah. So, just, I, of course, since we don't have another person in the house, the strongest person, the one supposed to lead the family, of course you're going to have to have some more pressure if you're the, if you're the next one in line. And you need to do more, you have need responsibilities. You have to do more. You're going to have to help, help mom or dad or whoever goes help their counterpart or their um, spouse you gotta you gotta have to help them out because if you don't it'll be like let's say this let's say you run like a small business of a team of of a team of five you lose the co-owner what are you gonna do now you have to step up yeah. and do what the co-owner did it makes sense yeah. yeah yeah but you said you you brought that kind of on yourself right it, it wasn't like I pressured you or, or mom pressured you to, to think that way. That's just what you were thinking, right? Is yes. that right? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I <clears throat> I never I never thought about that before. I mean, I, I didn't know you were going to put that pressure on yourself. So that, that's that's very interesting. And, you know, for those that are going to be listening to this podcast, um, especially those here at the, the, the wing, the 111th attack wing, and um, we, we, we deploy quite a bit. You know, and so maybe maybe there's going to be some you know young person listens to this, Caleb, or even again mom or dad who's just like, hey, I never thought about this before, are going to tune in. And so I, I really appreciate you sharing and just being transparent. I know it's not easy for a 12 year old to, to share some of this. Um, it wasn't it wasn't we had we had tough deployment and there's a lot of things that happened back home and you know there was COVID that went on, so I had to leave earlier, you know, unexpectedly which that, that threw a wrench in our plans. I missed your birthday. We were planning on doing something for your birthday right before I left. So that's got to be – that's hard for a young person to, to, to absorb and take in. Um, so 
coping now down as as that was downrange, right? You mentioned there's a few things you did. You tried to like not think about it, but what, what were ways that um, we were able to engage, or that you thought we engaged well and were able to stay connected? So as I mentioned, what I like to do, I'd like to play video games. So what we did when my dad was over was overseas, we we um, got a video game system that was like handheld, and we played. What is it? What played, system was it? It was a Nintendo. I think it was a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Switch. Yep. Um, and we basically just played games, and it really helped me, really helped me like connect with them more, because you know FaceTime, you can you you can do stuff, but after you talk. There's not really too much to say, mm-hmm. even if like even if you can't aren't able to get a game a gaming system, you can play mobile games. And if you're not a big video gamer, what we did whenever my dad was overseas, we went on FaceTime or anything. If you don't have FaceTime, call Zoom, Skype. Um, we played board games. Like we played uh, what was it called? I think it was uh, categories, and it was it was fun. And that's something you gotta do. You gotta learn to adapt to the situation. That's good, man. No, I, I, that's that's helpful to, to hear that. I I didn't know exactly how that was going to work because you were in different time zones, but we used to set some time up and be able to still stay connected, and and then that worked out pretty well. So that that's one way to connect. Um, any any other ways that you think maybe let's say someone's not a video gamer, that's not their thing. You, you did mention the board games. We did that. We did that a couple times too, which was fun. What what else? What else could can would have helped maybe? Um, or would help someone to stay connected with, you know, mom, dad, someone that they love that that's away for that period of time. Anything else? So you could probably, you could probably do things like, I don't know, um, maybe like art competitions or something. I'm thinking this off the top of my head. We never really did this. Yeah. Or something like, or something, um... It's all right if you don't have anything. I just want, I just yeah. th- didn't know if there was something else you thought. Not really anything else. So I you know. maybe do like, you know... A drawing, or you know, try to build something, or, and or I, you know, I was say, I go ahead. This. Um, fantasy football. Oh yeah, that's right. We did that. That's right. Fantasy, yep. whatever sports. So you know, tech, technology is really, it's amazing today. Oh, yes. Um, so that those are the, some of the advantages of having technology, right? Is being able to to use it to connect in, in various ways. Um, so let me ask you this: what what was your what was your biggest fear? Let's say middle the middle point of the deployment. What was the biggest fear that you had? And, and we're, we're, what were you doing to get to get through some of these challenging, um, fearful moments or, you know, days that, that you were experiencing? Well, honestly, my biggest fear was that my dad wouldn't be able to come home because of the because of the, ta- the Taliban in Afghanistan and that he would have to stay longer because of COVID. Because we it was a, it was pretty rough for us. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily an easy deployment. But of course, we got through it. My biggest fear was that he'd have to stay longer hmm. and not be able to come back. And what I did, I it always helps to talk about it. I went to my mom. I talked about it with her, and eventually, it made me feel a lot better. And then I also I talked to my siblings about it, and I talked to my friends about it, and they were supportive. And that's something you really gotta do. You got communication is key. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's hard for, for some people to, to communicate and talk? Oh, I, I think it is. But sometimes you... It's very, very... I know it's very, very hard to get over that fear. I, w- I had a fear of communication. But sometimes 
in situations like this, I'm not going to say, oh, be a man, man up. I'm just saying, try your best to get over the fear. Don't, if, if you're fearful, don't necessarily, if you want to, okay, have this. If you want to work up to it, the best way to work up to it is to talk in smaller, in smaller uh, conversations with more, with more comfortable people. And then as you get better at it, you could talk in bigger conversations with other people. People who you're not as comfortable with. And basically, that's mainly what you have to do. If, yeah. if you're like, if you don't want to communicate. Yep. It's kind of hard. If you so you, you're, you're almost saying you, you kind of have to f- not force yourself, but you, you sort of do. You have to kind of lean forward and be proactive and say, hey, this, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. And just see how the person maybe responds to you, right? So if it's your sibling, maybe your mom or a, a family member. Sometimes you're all, you're not always going to get a good response back, so you just have to kind of feel out the situation. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Because if you don't get a response back, it's gonna. If you don't get a, a good response back, it's gonna ruin. You're not gonna want to do it again. You're not gonna want to communicate again. Mm. But when 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 you will. So if you get a uh, okay, if you get a wrong or a bad response back, you won't want to. Well, you don't. You won't want to communicate again, <clears throat> until you get a good response back but you won't get a good response back unless you communicate yeah that makes sense and sometimes you have to move on to other people too right just because you tried one one time with uh someone that you maybe thought you can trust and they weren't really they weren't really listening to you they didn't understand you doesn't mean that everybody doesn't you know that everyone's that way right yes so i I like i like how you said talk to your siblings talk to some friends talk to mom talk to other family members and then you know the key is though is not to keep it inside Right. And this is a good principle in general. Just I talk to people all the time and, and you know, um, being the, being a chaplain, uh, folks, sometimes there's a stigma that folks come and talk to chaplain. There's something wrong with them. And, you know, they, they're they're they have mental problems and that's an issue. And, and when it's really the opposite, you know, we're we're all um, we're all dealing with something. Right. We all need to talk. We all need to get things off our chest. And so uh, even even young people do. Obviously, right? So that helped you big time to get through some of those difficult moments. Were you, um, were you ever, uh, you're, you're feel like you, you, you were depressed or just an- to over anxious in, in non normal, um, state maybe when, you know, compared to when I'm home? I was never, I was, of course, anxious, but I, I was never depressed. You know, it, when they first leave, it doesn't feel right. You know, like yeah. the first few months or the first month, it doesn't feel right. But then you start getting used to it. It still sucks, but at least it feels kind of, it feels quote-unquote normal because you've been living like that for a month. But it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't immediately feel normal when they leave. Of course, you're going to have some griefing period. You're going to have so, you're gonna need some time to just, you know, relax, just focus on, Focus on something else. Hmm. But it starts to feel normal after a while. But then at the for some reason at the very, very end, it 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 becomes unnormal. Because hmm. is it is it because you're you anticipate the yeah, the, you're, the homecoming and you're anxious about them coming back and life's gonna change again whenever your loved one gets back home, right? Yeah. Because yeah. um it's good that they're coming back home. And you you've you've always been You've been waiting for this, yeah. The whole the whole time, 
whole t- the whole six months. It's the it's the whole build up. So of course you're anxious on how where, when you're gonna see them, where you're gonna see them, and how and how you and they will react. Hmm. Yeah. So and you went through a pretty unique time, and and others have been through this as well with with regard to COVID, right? Because you know, not only did we have COVID to deal with. Um, me leaving early, but you're living in a state of uncertainty and where you had to wear masks and things were shut down and, cl- and you know, closed and a limited number of people attending ser- church services and community events, right? So, so, so talk a little bit about that for a second because um, even though we might be moving somewhat through the, the pandemic and COVID itself, there's still going to be some lingering effects from that and you never know when something else might happen. So how, how hard was that? Was that difficult or were, were, did, you, did you feel like because there was a change with, with me leaving that that was just something else that you, whatever, that wasn't that big of a deal? Well, honestly, before you even left, I thought it wasn't that big of a deal because it didn't, I, I've, it didn't affect me hmm. because, I mean, of course, our sports were closed down. I was sad about that, but we knew that that was reopening, that re- it was reopening Later down the line, it may it mainly affected someone like my sister, who her sport she has she all of her friends are there. Her, her sport shut down because of COVID. Luckily, it's it's back up now. But honestly, that more affected her than it affected me and my brother. But there was still some sort of effect, like um, like we couldn't we couldn't go go karting because it was closed for a week. Or we couldn't, um, what was I going to say? Uh, we couldn't go to the trampoline park because it was closed for a week. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it mainly affect, it didn't affect me as much as it would affect my sister. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Again, I think that you, you, you hit some key points and, you know, as we, uh, as we kind of wrap up the, this time and I want to, man, thanks, thanks for, uh, for talking through some of this. I know it wasn't, it's not super easy, but. You, you've helped me to, to see some things, and I, and I hope others will, when they, as they tune into the podcast here, that they're, they're going to prepare maybe differently for um, you know, a future deployment. Or even now, you start talking to, the, to your kids now, talk to your family now about the possibilities of, hey, mom or dad has to go do this, right? Or, again, if you're close to a, a, a niece or a nephew and they're used to seeing you there, any, any young person, right? Um, just being able to hear your perspective has been really good. So if, if I were to sum up a couple things, right, because one of the things I want to do on this podcast, again, we're focused on the whole person, mind, body, spirit, social, want to give tools. Um, in case you don't know this, Caleb, this is something that I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to really emphasize in our podcast is it was what's called a life plan. And that's thinking about your whole life, your, your personal life, your work life, and everything in between, okay? So these podcasts are going to help give what I would say resources or tools, if you will, that you're putting inside of your toolkit that you're going to use one day, right? So I think everybody in, in uniform, every spouse that has um, you know, a, a loved one that serves, this is a toolkit. This is a resource they're going to put in their toolkit. It's preparing them and preparing their kids for deployment. So if I were to summarize, and maybe you could help me with this, but one thing you had said is um, you need to talk. You've got to find an outlet to talk to, Right? Connect by, by being verbal, about sharing your feelings. That's important, right? Establish a way you can, you can stay connected with your loved one down, downrange. And, and for us, we, we, again, we talked about playing some video games on, on video chat, taking a, buying a Switch, being able to game, do some things like that. 
And the the third thing you you sort you sort of kind of mentioned was, um, and you didn't say this specifically, but I'll ask you this: you're you're almost like saying you're setting yourself up. You you knew it was six months, so you knew there was a time it was going to come to an end. So you had this expectation there would be an end in in, in mind. This wasn't going to last forever, right? So keep a mindset that this is going to have an end to it. You just don't know when, right? So be willing to talk, open up. Two, find a way to connect. Technology um, absolutely is a way. Be consistent with that. And three, have a have a mindset of this will come to an end, and it's going to end at some point where they're going to come back home. But would that be a good way to summarize those three three things that you're trying to uh, emphasize here? Yes, I think it would be okay. Um, any anything else that you'd want to share uh, with 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 the youth that might be going through some difficult times? Now, I want to I'll throw this out there to you. You know, some of our folks um, have, have are, are being raised by single parents, right? So as their mom or their dad leaves, their aunt, uncle, um, some some loved one back here is taking is taking care of them. So you know, that's that's a little different situation for them. Um, mom, you know, you still had mom home, where some some of our folks don't have that opportunity. Um, you, you anything that you think would be different for them, or did you like to share uh, perspective on, on on that situation? So I think that you would even even if you're even if you're you're you have a single mom or a single dad, you should still do the three things. You should still communicate, you should still connect, and you should still know that it will end. Just because you don't have a another parent doesn't mean that, that you can't do any of these. Just that you might not be as close to your aunt or your uncle or yeah. grandma, your grandpa, whoever. So the communication aspect might be a little, might take a little bit more time if you're not as close. Otherwise, just do, do the same things. Yeah, that's good. And just focus on them getting home. Yeah. And I, I will say, I think it, that that coming from you versus this co- coming from um, me as the chaplain and even having uh, somebody from the the wing in here talk um, about their child, th- this this is I think it means so much more that you're able to come in here and, and communicate this. And I I hope folks that listen and I think they will they'll, they'll find this valuable. And um, they they use those those three techniques, those three tools that, that we mentioned. Again, they're what were they again? Three things. Um, communicate. Yep. Uh, sight on what on when they're gonna come home. Yep, that was the third one. The second one was connect. Find a ways to connect while down range, right? So I was I wasn't trying to go. No, that's fine. That's fine. But th- those three things, if you focus on those, you'll have a successful deployment. You'll get through it, and I really believe at the end of the day, and this is where adults have to have to see this, and kids probably can't see it yet. It's gonna make you stronger one day. You know, it's gonna make you as a twelve twelve year old right there. You're going to be able to face adversity in life because you've been through something like this. And you can reflect on it and look back. How did I get through it? And you focus on those three things. Communicate, connect, have, have an end, end game mindset. This is going to end. Perspective that's going to end at some point, right? So, hey, man, well, thanks for uh, for hopping in this cool studio. What do you think about the studio? You like it? Oh, yeah. It looks Pretty really neat. nice. little makeshift studio. You can't tell anybody where it is here on on Biddle Air National Guard Base because it's in a secret location, right? Yeah, but um, again, this is called the Balance Podcast. I'm Chaplain Tony Repic. I want to focus on 
mind, body, spirit, and your social connections. And uh, we're going to be dropping some some more episodes out, and uh, we're going to be bringing some folks from the wing um, that have some expertise in certain areas. Again, more more tools in your toolkit. I got some experts in different fields we're going to bring in in leadership and in counseling and finances and um, even fitness um, that we're going to talk through. We're going to provide you resources. And then ultimately, throughout these podcasts, I'm going to bring some folks in and do a couple podcasts on life planning. And it's not what you're thinking. It's not life planning just your your goals in your career. It's not just planning around your finances, but it's planning your entire life at some level where you have control. It's all about that. What you can control in life because so much we can't control. But the one thing we can control is us creating a plan and sticking to it as best we can so that we could be successful in life, we can win at work and be whole in our day-to-day activity. So again, thanks for tuning in. The Balance Podcast. I look forward to connecting with you here again soon. Out here.